Well, good morning and welcome to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. It is January 15th, 2018. Thanks for joining me. I'll have uh, decaf with a little cream and sugar, or is it cream and honey this morning? You know, it could be that Wetterspoon Manuka honey. They do such a good job with New Zealand honey. I'm just giving a shout out to a client of mine. Uh, please subscribe at iTunes and leave a review if you are so inspired. You know, I keep making progress on my new book, and if that keeps happening, you know, damned if it's not going to come out here in the next couple of months. My goal has been to have it ready when I head off to Natural Products Expo West in early March, which will, I believe, be two months from this week, maybe last week. So I think we're on track. I spoke with my illustrator, Jesse, a couple of times in the past week, and he's on track with the list of illustrations. Spoke with Create Space, and they're on board. Everything is uh, everything is just like lined up and working well. So, uh, you know, Jesse did such a great job on my first book, Trade Show Success, that uh, I had to have him back to keep that sort of interesting look going. You may know me as uh, Trade Show Guy, owner of Trade Show Guy Exhibits. We're a Salem-based uh, project management company. We work with clients on new design and build exhibit projects, as well as coordination of logistics and shipping and installation, dismantle, etc. It's just what we do. Now, this week on the video blog slash podcast, a fun interview with Steve Miller, author, keynote speaker, all-around fun guy. His new book, hang on, hang on. His new book is Uncopyable, which, you know, is a great book, fun read, a quick read, uh, not a long book packed with really good stuff. And uh, here's how our conversation went. Steve, thanks for joining me. Uh, we're both in the great Northwest, as I understand it, which is the best place to be as far as I can tell. No, tell everybody it rains here all the time, you know, so... Uh... That's right. Back in the, I remember back in the day when uh, stay away. Oregon Governor Tom McCall said, "Come to Oregon, but don't stay." Don't stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's know, horrible right. here. You hate. You'd hate it in Bend. You hate it in every Salem, day. Yeah. yeah, every day. Up here, it, you so. can't. You never see the sun. It just doesn't happen. So anyway, <laughs> we don't tan. Yeah. We rest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Steve, yeah, you sent me a copy of your book, uh, Uncopyable. How to create an unfair advantage over your competition. It's not your first book, obviously. You've you've been down this path before. Yes. Uh, is this brand new, or has it been out for a little while? I'm just uh, it's been out about uh, eight months. Okay. Is is not not long. Still pretty still pretty new. So, now, do you do you write it to sell it to people, or do you write it to just position your business? Because there's obviously many different reasons that authors write books. It was both. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got a really good. I've got a strong following, so. Um, uh, you know, so I've had really good success selling it. We've had, uh, I mean, we've had tremendous response from readers and so it's done real well on Amazon. Um, and, uh, but, uh, uh, obviously it's, uh, you know, when you're a professional speaker, you, you gotta have a recent book. I mean, yeah. that's really kind of, I mean, uh, you know, otherwise your fees go down. You want your fees to go up. And, yeah. And, so that's kind of the, the nature of the beast that, that you're in. You know, that's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. You know, for business speakers, you know, business speakers in particular, you know, so. Uh, well, let's, uh, let me dig a little deeper into what you do. Then we'll talk about the book. Uh, I know that you are a speaker, but you also do a lot with the events and exhibition industry. So tell me a little bit about what you do there. Well, uh, I'm not nearly as involved as I used to be back mm -hmm. in the the days when you and I first met. And, uh, um, uh, you know, back then I was pretty much immersed in the industry and worked, uh, worked with a lot of exhibitors, a lot of exhibiting companies on how to get more, get the most out of trade shows, which, and of course, you know, as you know, my first book, which gosh, came out back in 1990, uh, was titled how to get the most out of trade shows. Yeah, I know we're both. Yeah, exactly. Both. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, um, and, uh, fortunately for me, that book, 
you know, ended up being the top selling book in the industry and, and, and it still is, but I do want to say, I want, I do want to give a caveat here about that book because um, uh, as much as I would love to tell you know, your, your followers, your viewers to run out and get the book, how to get the most out of trade shows, the inform for the most part, the information in there is evergreen. Yeah. So uh, uh, McGraw Hill who published the book has uh, we, we did, I don't know how many printings it's in like it's ninth or 10th printing or something like that, but we've, we've done three different editions and the last edition was probably 15, 20 years ago. Right. And, and they've, they've shown no interest in updating the book. And quite frankly, it's kind of not something that I I'm that crazy about doing right now. So when people get the book now, they read it and they go, wow, this is really dated. You know, well, yeah, because yeah. the examples and stuff are from, <laughs> you know, back in, you know, back 15, 20 years ago. So, uh, uh, so, you know, if you get the book, just, just keep that in mind when you, when you get it, the, 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 how to do the trade show stuff is, is very evergreen. So yeah. it's still, still very strong. And that, that kind of kickstarted the whole thing. And so I was very, I was very strong, uh, working with, both exhibitors and uh, and associations, and, you know, show management companies, uh, for many years. Um, I always, uh, you know, I, I I always was uh, part of my business was always also working just on strategic marketing in general with corporations, and, right. and so it's just it's gravitated in in that direction as I've tried to kind of tried to steer it a little bit, and so um, so but. So I still I, I, I still do work in the industry in the event industry, but basically my, my primary work now is working with the events themselves on how to position themselves uh, strategically, how to create value for both the exhibitor and the attendee, uh, and in uh, many cases how to resurrect shows that are that are dying and uh, bring them back from the dead. So um, so I don't do a lot of exhibitor stuff anymore, but right. But uh, it's mo mostly strategic stuff now. Yeah, and so uh, when you're doing the strategic stuff, you're, you're giving, uh, you're doing some consulting as well as, as speaking. Uh, yes. So what, what does that look like as far as from how often you do that? And well, I, uh, a lot of I'm I'm probably half my business is consulting. Okay. And uh, so I do, you know I work with like um, uh, consumer electronics show. Up, oh, sorry, not supposed to say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll be there next week, and uh, um, oh my God, uh, and a shout right. out to anybody. Shout out to anybody who's going to CES because uh, they are featuring my book as one of their their top picks of the year. Uh, and they have nice. a book club called Gary's Book Club. Guess who's that name? Guess guess who that's <laughs> named after? But uh, um, they have eleven authors that they feature there, and uh, they pick me and uh, some some unknown guy named John Grisham. Not sure who he is. I've the, heard the guy. He he yeah. writes about the law or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So you know, I work with them. I work with uh, the uh, International Manufacturing Technology Show. I've worked with the confectioners industry. You know, the candy events. Worked with the uh, you know broadcasters. I work in and and work with the. Uh, uh, the RV. I start. I've been doing a lot of work with the RV industry and the graphic arts industry and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I'm helping their events to just get bigger and, yeah. and bigger and better. That's that's the main thing. Bigger and better for for and, and, and shows are. I mean, the trade show industry is doing pretty well. There were certainly uh, during the shakeout eight or ten years ago. There were a few that just went away. But yeah. in general, people love to see each other face to face, and and it's a great marketing opportunity and. Uh, you know, it's expensive, but it, for the amount of people you meet, it, it's on a per person basis, it's, it's pretty good, pretty good investment. 
Well, it's a it's a great tool. I mean, yeah. if you're an exhibitor, it's it's a fantastic tool as long as you as long as you know that your market is going to be there. You know, yeah. and, and I refer to them as moose. Uh, um, and what I what I what I mean is like like you know I'll, I'll use IMTS, the, the manufacturing technology show, as the examples that that they'll have 125,000 people, uh, you know, walk in the front door of McCormick Place in Chicago, and uh, uh, and I tell I tell the exhibitors. It's like it's like you're in the IMTS forest, okay, and uh, and in through the front door come all the animals, right? In in the forest, and you know, but it's all the animals in the forest that are coming in, and you know that that from an exhibitor perspective, from a corporation who's who's there to find new business, you have to ask yourself which animal am I looking for? So I call it hunting moose, and I say like uh, you know, for example, if, if you know moose is your target, then you have to ask yourself, you know, how many moose are coming in, you know, in through that front door. Not, not just how many animals are coming in. But how many specific for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, uh, and as long as you can uh, uh, identify that a large number of those, you know, of, of those animals, of the moose are going to be coming in through a front door of anywhere, wherever, whatever, you're, whatever event you're going to, uh, then you should be there. Because, um, because there isn't, you know, like you say, this face-to-face thing, of course, is the most important part of any type of sales and marketing. It's the, it's the most trusted uh, tool uh, for anybody, attendees and exhibitors alike that want to talk to each other. And, and you know, attendees want to touch things. They want to pick up yeah. stuff. They want to see things work, you know, and they want to talk to you, you know, face to face. And, um, and it's always better that way. So, uh, and, and I have very little, what's the word I'm looking for? Sympathy for exhibitors who complain about measuring ROI um, because they, you know, the big complaint of course is, well, we're not making any sales. We're not writing yeah. any orders. Right. Well, okay. Time to join the, you know, the 20th, 21st century, you know, which started 18 years ago, gang. Right. Um, you know, that, uh, yeah, you know, the, there is no such thing as a selling show or a marketing show or anything like that. A show, uh, an event is an event. And, you know, at every single trade show out there, Somebody is writing orders. Somebody is. Fewer and fewer today. Uh, uh, you know, it's more, it's more of a marketing tool than ever before. Uh, and if you cannot figure out, if you don't know how to connect the dots between marketing and ROI, well, then you need to go back to school. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, um, people complain to me that they can't measure ROI or just they just don't know. Because this is a big boys game and you got a lot of people out there that, that are competing against you that know exactly what they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about your book, uh, Uncopyable. I, yeah. I I noticed that you know at the at the outset you talk about the three traps we all get into, which is the commoditization and the competitive strategy and the the price pressure. And so yep. we're all facing that. Right. Know, I run a small business, uh, and I work with uh, you know strategic partners to do all the work, designers, fabricators, that sort of thing. Um, and so there's other people doing the same thing, and there's other people that are that have way more than me. Um, and I somehow managed to get my fair share of business, but I always wonder how. <laughs> um, but the book is is interesting, and it's a quick read, a fun read. You have a lot of great creative yeah, ideas in there. So thank Let's you, see. thank you. Well, it's uh, uh, the, the the fact is is that uh, over the years working with with corporations, you know, I've watched. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard the complaints over and over again. You know, people will say, "Oh, gee, I developed a new idea for a product, or I developed a new product," um, and doggone it, somebody copied it. You know, within a few months. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's not fair. <laughs> 
Okay. You know, it's, uh, you know, welcome, welcome to the world, right? You know, I mean, this is the way it is now is that technology is essentially uh, commoditizing everything and technology is making it easier for more people to participate. So like, like, for example, you know, in the old days, when I say old days, you know, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, um, uh, before computers, before the internet, uh, were, were ubiquitous. Um, the, you know, a company could, des- you know, a, a, a company could design a product that was unique and that, that, you know, they get a patent for it, they bring it out to the, you know, to the industry and they would have a, a, uh, an advantage, a time advantage for a while because it would take, it, w- it would often take competitors, you know, uh, many, many months, you know, if not a year or two, to finally try to finally catch up with what was being being made. So you had that head start. It, that doesn't exist anymore. And uh, it's just too easy for, for people to copy something. And if it can be copied, it will be copied, and it will be copied quickly. So the, so the idea that the product itself separates you from the competition, it, it, basically that's gone. And it's true in almost every single industry, whether it's a product or a service, uh, that, that, that it's really hard to separate your product from the competition. So then we get into those other two things. You know, one is, one is the, the service, right? And people will say, oh, well, we separate ourselves from the competition through our, our customer service. Customer service, th- that, that phrase means nothing. Yeah. It, it's just a vague generality. And uh, because, it, 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 I mean, if you... Like, like for example, uh, um, I happen to know the guy who owns the domain customerservice.com, and he and and you know when he first got that, he thought this is going to be awesome. This is going to be, you know, and he got it way back, way back in the nineties. You know when you know it was, you know, if you were smart enough to grab some domains back then, boy, like, you like Coca-Cola.com or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or you know, or you know, just you know, just just names that that companies that, would yeah. want to have and yeah. they would pay you handsomely for that that name and he thought he had a tiger by the tail nothing i mean there was nothing because if you say say to somebody customerservice.com well what do you expect to find there yeah you know as compared to mortgage.com right you know uh, uh you know you know what you're going to going to find <laughs> at mortgage.com right right you, know, you don't know what you're so so people will say customer service separates us from the competition you know and but but the bottom line is Everybody says that. If you go to anybody, everybody's website, every, every single company out there says we have the best products and we have, we have the best customer service in our industry. You know, if, if you're all saying it, then so what? And then, yeah. it boil, and then it boils down to, so if your product isn't unique, if your service isn't unique, or you're not, you're not showing them how it's unique, then it boils down to price. And, yeah, and you, you have a couple of great examples in the book about um, – uh, Southwest Airlines, which does a lot of interesting things, and the, and the one where where the you end up giving a book away to a twelve year old because uh, uh, someone <laughs> a friend you were with said, "Hey, it's a world famous author on the world. on the flight," and yes. and the and the uh, the uh, the flight they, uh, they attendant went with it. You know, it was <laughs> great. Yeah, that was you know that story was a real. You know, we get on the flight, and my a friend of mine was with me. He says, uh, he says, well. Uh, he says to the flight attendant, he says, he's a world famous author. And she's like, really? You know, what <laughs> with you, right? And I said, well, yeah, you know, so, and so, the, and so they, they announced to the, to the passengers, we have this famous author on board, Steve Miller, 
and uh, and he has graciously agreed to give an autographed copy of, of one of his books to the winner of this contest. And, they, and what they did was they rolled it. Uh, they, they said, how many squares of toilet paper will go from row, row one to row 30? And uh, then everybody's writing down what they're thinking. And at the end, they, they roll this roll of toilet paper. They roll it down the aisle, and they count the, they count the squares to the end. And before, before we landed, you know, a 12-year-old 12, 12 kid got an autographed copy of How to Get the Most Out of Trade Shows. So, you know, that's, he was That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. what, what, uh, you also talk about uncopyable strategies. What kind of things should people look at without giving away too much in the book? Uh, no, give away it at all. You know, it's give a, away it all, yeah. <laughs> well, the bottom, the bottom line is, you know, in the strategies, we, the, the, the number one strategy everybody should follow is look at what everybody else is doing and don't do it. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I often tell uh, clients, that, you know, if I'm sitting down with a client or I'll tell my audiences, I'll say, look, here's a great little exercise for you to go through. Uh, um, you know, the old Benjamin Franklin method of, of you get a piece of paper, you know, and you, and, and, and you draw a line down the middle of the paper. And on one side, you write your, your, your company's name. On the other side, you write your, your competitor's name, right? And then under yours, and, and the thing to do is to go to your website. And this is how you do this best. You go to your website and you look at what are the reasons why you're telling people they should buy from you? Okay. Why should they do business with you? And you, and you, and you write those all on your side of the paper, right? You list them all down on your side of the paper. Then you go pick out a, a competitor and you could do this with multiple competitors, but you know, you go pick out, you know, two or three competitors and then, and then on their side, you write down what they're telling everybody why they should do business with them. Then you go back, and you take a look, you, you, you look at the top line on, on their side and you go, do I have that on my side? Yes. You cross it off on both sides. <laughs> okay. And then you look to see, you know, you cross off all the ones that are the same on both sides. And in the end, you say, okay, what's left? And, you know, do you have anything left on your side that they don't have? If you do, then that might be something that you can use to develop an uncopyable strategy with. If, if, if you don't, or if they do, then you've got an issue with them having a, an advantage. The problem that I run into, and I'm going to say nine out of ten times, is that both sides, everything's crossed off. Yeah. Because they're the same. We're all yeah. promising the same stuff. And that, that, that is a very sobering exercise to go through. So, because you, you have to say, you have to realize that it, now it's not so much that you are better than the competition, because better is is imminently copyable. You know, if somebody tr does something better than you, you copy them and make yours as a, yours a little bit better. Right. And they copy you and they make theirs a little bit better. And it's just this vicious circle going around and around. You have to be different than the competition. So you have to look for ways to separate yourself from the crowd in ways that, that are not typically uh, um, used. And it might be something along, along the lines of, um, well, it, like, like for example, um, and I, I talk about it in my book, you know, like what is, you know, what is the world's most ridden roller coaster? And when I ask, you know, I ask people that question, you know, they start giving me, oh, it's six flags and so-and-so, or it's over in Japan or, or, or something like that. And I go, no, it's called Space Mountain. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the world's most ridden roller coaster. But we don't look at it as a roller coaster. You know, and in fact, pretty, you know, a lot of those rides at Disney, they're just roller coasters. Yeah. And they're not really even great roller coasters. <laughs> you know, they're, they're good enough roller coasters, but they are wrapped 
in an experience that totally pluses, you know, pluses what the what the customer is is going through, the experience the customer is going through, uh, so that the customer doesn't even think that this is a roller coaster. They go, they, they oh, I want to ride Space Mountain again, you know, and and yeah. uh, um, so the idea is that is that regardless of what you are you are delivering to people, you have to find ways to plus that through whether it's an experience that you're delivering to them, uh, a specific customer service. You know, I mean, what, you know, uh, why, why is Nordstrom known for their customer service? The reason why they're known for their customer service is because they spread the myth. Yeah. You know, we've all heard the, the Nordstrom stories, you know, of incredible customer service stories, okay? Yes. That, that, is, that is not by accident. Okay, that is not by accident. I was part of the team, you know, that helped to create the myth of Nordstrom. And, you know, the most famous story of all, the, four, the guy who returns four tires, you know, to a, a store to Nordstrom, in Anchorage, yeah. Alaska. You, you've heard that, right? I have heard that, yes. Yeah, everybody's heard that story that some, supposedly some guy goes into the Anchorage store and says, I want to return my, these four tires. They don't sell tires. They've never sold tires, right? And the store manager, as, as the myth goes, they gave him his money back. Now, when I was consulting for Nordstrom, I was working directly with the, the president and the, up, the top guys. I asked him the question. I said, is that story true? And he said, he said I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a denial, is it? It's not a denial. Or right? a confirmation, yeah. <laughs> Any other, he, you know, the myth survives right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but, and it, but it's a great example of is saying this is world class so you yeah. see they're not just going on and saying uh, oh we provide the best customer service possible because that's not even on their website it's not anywhere yeah, yeah. So, but the stories have told have have made that statement for them yeah and so one last thing i'm curious to just get a little more on before we wrap it up and that is your uh stealing genius which you've actually uh got this little tm there trademark because it's a neat, neat little phrase yeah. but you're taking you're taking something from one industry moving to another industry and just changing things up so let's talk about that how do you how do you teach that to uh to as you're doing consulting well, yeah well essentially what it what it's all about is is that uh we tend to we tend to be very myopic um, and industries tend to be very incestuous. In other words, we, we study our competition very, very carefully, and we watch the competition very, very carefully. You know, and when they create, and, and when one of our competitors installs a curved shower rod in the bathroom and tells everybody, aren't we cool? Look at our curved shower rod. Everybody else says, we better have a curved shower rod. Right. Right. So, I mean, now, you know, it wasn't that long ago when that curved shower rod did not exist. And now we go into a, we go into a bathroom at a, at a hotel and if they don't have a curved shower rod, we go, what's wrong with this place? Yeah, really. You know? So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an example of how we, we copy each other. Well, so, so the idea is you don't want to copy from within your industry. You want to, you want to go study aliens. Uh, in other words, and what I, what I mean by aliens is you're studying companies and people who are not in your industry. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, great, great examples are, you know, I've, I've uh, taken, you know, I took Delphi Automotive uh, to the American Girl Store in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Delphi Automotive, you know, tier one auto, you know, aftermarket uh, manufacturer. We, we go to the American Girl Store and they walked out of there 
so many notes they couldn't even they, they they you know you know it was it was just unbelievable how many notes they had and we had to we had to whittle it down until they finally came up with some new ideas for for some marketing strategy for uh, exhibiting at trade shows they use that they use that um, and uh, um, and other ideas from like the Apple Store uh, things like that and so what I tell clients is is that um, you know I mean a perfect example Southwest Airlines again uh, was that. Uh, Herb Kelleher figured out that when his planes were on the ground, they were not making any money. They only made, you know, people only paid to be going somewhere, right? And so he figured that he has to get the airplanes off the ground, you know, when they land, he has to get them back off the, off the ground as quickly as possible. Uh, and the, the, the typical turnaround for flights is what, 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. Right. Um, well, he studied he went out and studied NASCAR pit crews. Great story, yeah. To learn how to turn the planes around faster. And so now their average turnaround is about 20 minutes. Yeah. But you see, he had to step outside his world in order to come up with that. And that's really what you have to do yeah. is go outside and look for ideas that you can steal and bring back. And that's why I call it stealing. Genius. That's, that's a great concept. Looking at what people do in, in, in industry that you're not familiar with, just, just to see what they do. So right. right very cool. Right. Uh, the book's called uncopyable. I really enjoyed it. I've got like 20 pages left and uh, thank you very much for, for sending it over and orange is your color. Um, that's my, yeah, it's my branding that's, color. That's, I, saying, I, yeah. that's another thing I tell, I tell companies, especially small companies, as I say, huh. like own a color. Yeah, uh, because if you can own a color, then then you get them to think of you every time they every time that they see that color. they see that color. Yeah, yeah. very good. And uh, there, is there a website for the book, or is it just on Amazon? What do you recommend? Well, I would go. You know, yeah, you get it on Anyone. Amazon. Uh, you know, and uh, I also do have a website, uh, uncopyable the the book dot com. Right. Uh, you can you know get it get it there. Um, and uh, and I like that there's a there for couple. Them. I was going to say, I like that there's a couple of, you know, bonus content and workbook available. So you're actually steering people uh, yeah, from to, the book to the, web, yeah, to, to to the, the website to grab a couple of yeah. downloads. So that's yeah, pretty cool. you bet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go get Steve, free stuff. Uh, my, my pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. It's, it's been a great here on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Yep. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thanks again to Steve Miller for being part of this week's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. I, I hope Steve's recovering from uh, CES well. <laughs> uh, trade Show Tip of the Week. Yes, uh, pay attention to your timeline. Boy, uh, dates in the calendar are usually closer than they appear. It always throws me when one year is ending. And I know I have a handful of clients that are making booth changes for a show, which happens uh, to be in the about the second week of March. You know, so in December, you're thinking, well, that's next year. That's a long ways. We've got plenty of time. And then you start to do the math. Well, we got like two months before it ships, less than two months before it ships. So you stop counting in months, you're counting in weeks, and then you're counting in days. So no matter what you're doing, making modest graphic changes or doing you know, wholesale expansions to your exhibit, pay very close attention to your timeline, be in communication with your exhibit house way ahead of time so that you know what the deadlines are. Uh, be aware of what the time is needed to make all those changes um, because the more time you have, the more time you can save up front, the better you'll uh, be at the end when you really need the time. So I want to close with one good thing this week. I got to see about a week or two ago, Darkest Hour. Uh, Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill during a critical time in England's history during World War II. Gary was great. The role was terrific. Great movie. Very well written and very well acted. Uh, very moving. And of course, I think Gary will win the Oscar for Best Actor this year. Uh, you heard it here. So. <laughs>
Great movie worth your time. So that's it. Have yourself a great week.